welcome back to another episode, and a bonus episode at that, of the Rule the Jungle podcast. I am your host, Anthony, alongside my host, Will. In today's episode, we thought that we would kind of go off the kitchen. Normally, we do our pre- and post-game podcasts, but we've been sitting there looking at some things, and... uh, Overall, with how the team is done this year, we're sitting there thinking, I've been sitting there thinking, and I know me and Will have talked about it quite at length, that could the Bengals possibly benefit, maybe in a few areas, having an outside perspective, maybe come in and maybe breathe new life into the offense and defense of this team, because... Like a lot of you, we thought that the Bengals could be fighting for a number one seed. This year's not been, not been, it's not been what we expected. But I've been talking a little bit. Will, I'm going to let you talk. Where are you at on this? So, so Anthony, what, what you're saying is uh, we, we, we apply. We apply? I take the job right now. I'll take it. With a head coaching job? No, I don't want to be the head coach. No. You just want to be an outside Con- consultant. Outside consultant. That's that's. Well, no, I'm, I'm biased. I wouldn't be an outside consultant. But, but whatever. Outside the organization consultant. Sure. All right. All right thank yeah. You. Well, what do you what do you want? You want you want offense or defense? <laughs> I say let's go. First of all, I say let's start offense. Oh, okay. Because well, both I, of us, I, I, I want to be the defensive consultant. I, I agree. Well, well, let's talk the I, let's talk it. let's talk where where things have gotten gone awry and got okay. stale a little bit. Let's go offense. So right now, offense play calling has been rather stale. It seems like yeah. It seems like from what I'm seeing, there's Zach has Zach has shown. To some extent, that he can call plays, but it's also he. At the same time, it seems like there's a lack of an in maybe an in-game awareness, where I think bringing in say, what? How would you address that? Like, is there anybody out there that we you think that we could maybe bring in that could help bring it, breathe new new life in it? Maybe swap out some coaches. Well, I, th- I thought we lost a. I thought we lost a, a chance here last, last off season. So I, I really looked. I, I really hoped we would have did, you know, some due diligence and and and, and, and possibly looking at Eric Bieniemy. In other words, bringing him in as an offensive coordinator. Yep. But that ship has sailed. Well, I believe but because you- we were going more towards that kind of offense anyway. But also, too, and just to offer a counter with that, yeah. you know and I know Ron Rivera's getting ready to be let go. Yeah. And it's pretty much that's been the rumors going around. And there's no guarantee that they're going to hold on to him. So I do think he'll shuffle around to another team or two. Is there a possibility that somehow he could land on his feet and maybe we could swoop in and say, hey, why don't you come, why don't you come be a consultant for us maybe? Offer some, offer some outside perspective, how we could improve the offense. Bring him in for a year or two. He'd he'd have a hell of a roster to 
have a hell of a roster to work with. Because I don't think he goes back to Kansas City. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, that's because uh, I don't I don't see Andy Reid as a Belichickian type dude where you leave and you do stuff and then you. Uh, and not you necessarily. Walk look, look at look at Matt Nagy when he got let go from Chicago. He did end up back there. Well, Chicago. <laughs> the Bears. All right. How low can you go, sir? All right, I, I give you. I, I take that. Counter. <laughs> yeah, come on. But like seriously, like. Is there anybody out there that you could see, perhaps them maybe bringing in to try to maybe put in a breathe in, breathe some new life into the offense? Because I think it seems like they want to stay with the new school, the new school young offensive minded type shit. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but I also think it's not a bad idea to maybe go have, in, incorporate an old school perspective in there. I, I mentioned this off off the podcast that you know our 2020 and 2021 offense technically worked this way. schematically schematically it but was we, not but, executed over crap because we had players that went very but good. I think the 2020 offense uh, well the 20 but I think that's tw- well by the 2021 offense we were going into the shotgun shit that we're doing now yeah but it wasn't nowhere near as much it's like it's like it's like what are we doing why are we why are we so dependent on this offense that doesn't but how much of that is Zach versus how much of that is Joe? That's the thing you have to wonder. There's been things, there's been reports that have said that Joe doesn't like to run plays from under center. Which, if that's the case, I'm... I'm he looked pretty good to me in 2020. Oh, I, I agree. I, I, I'm looking around as to say, you know, Joe, even with that bad offensive line, you actually got hit less under center than you did out of the shotgun. Yeah. Because we just ran. We ran different kinds of plays, different concepts. We were worse off in the line. But I, I, but, don't, I don't understand. But what? But is there anybody out there that you, what I'm saying, is any personnel, coaching personnel that we could bring in, in your well, opinion? I mean, <laughs> that hits what well, I'm trying that to That we can get? No. Not the ones that I want, no. Like who Like who do you want besides the enemy? Sean McVay. You asked me. Oh, yeah, okay. You no. asked me. I'll, you well, asked well, I'm me. I'm saying realistically. Well, I, I said we can't get him. I inside you. I said that. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. That's what I want. But, you know, he can make the personnel we got fit. Imagine our personnel running his offense with the Rams right now. Because, yeah. Right? That, 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 if you want to do it that way, I know Taylor, he wants to break away from that. He wants to put his own spin on it. You know, I mean, I just don't think I, I just, don't understand why you don't just. I don't think him and Callahan have the have steal the right. some of their shit. And that's the one thing at least. That's the one thing at least McVeigh literally will admit. Yeah, I saw this run by run on a college thing he'll, and just said, "Fuck it, it, let's see if it works." He'll steal it. He doesn't care. It's about success. It's progression. Progression isn't necessarily your progression. To be a progressive offense, you have to, I mean, I guess move with the times, but be willing to take concepts that work. Yeah. And incorporate them. And not always just try to put your spin on something, that, you know, a style you came from. It's like Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick steal 
Dick Parcells, I mean, uh, Bill Parcells' uh, offense? No. No, he didn't. He stole his defense, though. Because <laughs> he was defense coordinator. He stole it. He said, well, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to run this and this. It's your defense, Bill, your concepts, but I'm going to put my spin on it and, and have it multiple and change. And now you saw his, his defenses are very multiple. Yeah. Very, very, very multiple. To multiple to the point where you don't know. What I you're even doing. it's hard to even say you know what they're doing all the halftime. But realistically, like, okay, who would you bring in, say, from an outside perspective, if you had to say, like, for instance, I'm just saying, say you wanted to, I'm just saying, say, for instance, say, I don't know, say, the likes of a, of a. Uh, Oh, well, you know what? Here, look. Here's Tony my... Dungy or someone like that was a, oh. available. Well. Although Tony Dungy is a, it was always a defensive coach. Yeah, no, I, Ted Marshall would be great, but he's, you know, he's. Because we're talking about breathing new life into the offense. Yeah. And sometimes breathing new life is just breathing life into the old offense. Yes. Because you don't. Those are things we have to look at. Are we breathing? Does it maybe just need to have a little bit of new life breathed into it? Maybe we put a little slap of fresh coat of paint? Or does it mean that, hey, we need to totally revamp the offense pretty much out with the old and in with the new? Because I don't know about you. I do see some areas where maybe Zach and Brian Callahan and the off- the offensive coaching staff maybe have had a little trouble adapting to how the NFL has adapted to, the, to that system. Well, Co- correct or incorrect? From what I've seen this year defensively, there's two, two, uh, there's two thoughts. Because a popular one. A popular one there's I, two I thoughts of defense against us. There's two. Okay. There is two. And what, would the, and what would those be? Zone coverage early. Is that my with? Uh, early in the first half. Go, uh, going against our offense? Yep, and then more pressure towards the end. All right, so. Teams are, teams are bringing more pressure at the end, in second half. So, like for instance, I'm going to throw this out there. Look at Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo's got Joe Brady, who was Joe yep. Burrow's offense. Was he offensive coordinator or his offensive consult? Or a pass coordinator? I thought he was, or what? Uh, was he pass coordinator? <gasps> I know he, he, he wasn't quarterback. Matter of fact, I had an idea. He wasn't quarterback coach. Yeah, we're looking. We're going to look it up while we. Sure. While we're doing. While we are looking at it. So, no, he was the passing, passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. So, basically, you look at a guy like Joe Brady. Joe Brady had a lot of great concepts in the passing game with that LSU team that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were a part of. When he went to left there and went to Carolina, not so great. But I think he kind of got the short end of the stick going to a going to a team that pretty much I think was kind of kind of fucked from the beginning. You fast forward 
like two years, like two three years later, he's now in Buffalo. He started off as the quarterbacks coach. Then when Ken Dorsey got given the boot, they moved him in as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You look at what he's done just in that short little stint. He breathed new life. That's an example of breathing new life into what was becoming a little bit stagnant, or quite a bit stagnant. Buffalo. Yes. So I'm just saying. Here, here's, here, here's here's what the Bills are doing now that they weren't doing earlier, which I said they should have did it. Run the ball. I said that two years ago. Here you go. Sit. Run the football. And run the ball the way you want to. With the back that runs it the way you need him to run. And I'm not disagreeing. Cook. It's not a, you know, he is a runabout shotgun back. There. You want to find one? That's one. Joe Mixon is like I, I see what you're saying. Where Joe Mixon is not a run the run the football out of the shotgun. Back. He has never been successful running the ball out of the shotgun. Chase Brown, where, what would you say with him? He can run the ball out of the shotgun. He needs the ball. But I don't know that you would want to give him. No, nah, I don't not, know if you want to. I don't know if you would want to make him the bell cow back though. Would he can run out of the shotgun? Something, somebody. Somebody has to be the guy. Because and which is why which is why I'm which is why I'm saying that and I, you even sent me an article saying that you that of an article saying that they didn't think Joe Mixon would be back next year because of, because of the uh, because of his contract because basically I guess apparently it's like he's due like five to seven, like five to seven mil was it some of it. Yeah, so. Come close. But, I mean, I, I'd re-sign him. I would, because. But if you're going to re-sign him, though, do you, but if you're going to re-sign Joe Mixon and you're already having a shit, uh, having a fucking hard time running the goddamn ball, do you, and I'm saying, do you revamp some aspects of that offense? And if you do, do you bring in an outside perspective to. Well, yeah. Make that happen. You bring an outside perspective, they're gonna say, well, "Well, shit." I mean, the easiest way to revamp an offense is to just use the shit that works. Some people think it's revamping it. No, they're just running the plays that were already successful. But they're also, but also at the same time, every year you might still see a few of the same plays that you saw last year. Yeah, no. But look at Baltimore; they didn't totally change nothing. Yeah. I Pe- think next people, year, I, people are singing the praises. I'm like, no, no, no. Despite what everybody may think, I do not think Lamar Jackson's the MVP of this league. I do not think he's the MVP of this league. He's played fine. You know, no, play, then, you know who played this well? You know who played like this last year? Daniel Jones. Go look it up. Oh, go, shit. Go look so it up. In other words. Go look it up. Oh, They're shit. winning games. Yeah, and Daniel Jones, look at what happened a year later. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't want to go over the result. I'm just saying. He's having a Daniel Jones like here. That is not a Lamar Jackson like here. This is not a Lamar Jackson type here. 
No, I'm not disagreeing. He's just, he's not turning the ball quite, you know, over. And I don't think the offense is so superly revamped like people think it is. It's not. But, I mean, you know. But I'm just saying that that's an example. But that's one example of revamping. Because do you, but do you agree with me that I think that to some extent the offense has gotten stale? It's gotten a little bit on the stale end. Because when you're running the ball, you can't turn around and just totally. It's all there. A lot of defenses are picking up the exact timing of when it's going to chase, or when it's going to Higgins, or basically. Although they've not been exactly great with bracketing on uh, chase. But you're seeing like a lot of double teams, a lot well, of bracketing, well, things of that sort. That, that's actually okay. That, that 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 that's that's to be expected. You know that's that happens in the rest of the league as well. But how? But look at last year to this year. Look at as a matter of fact, look at 2021 to this year. Yeah. It's been a, a slow pro, downward progression a little bit. Well, Last year was still good, but it wasn't as good as 2021. Well, well, wait, but this year wait a minute, wait a doesn't even slightly come anywhere close to being what last year was. But wait a minute, wait a minute. All right. I also brought up a stat earlier today that I, I'm surprised you didn't that you're not incorporating in this discussion. All this, right, yeah. This is actually this is, yours. This is actually the lead-in of why I did that. Okay. Joe Burrow. It's one in five in games he was hurt this year. One in five. So, yeah, the numbers going to look a little different. They're going to look a little different. Whether it be calf or elbow or whatever injury you want to make up and put in there. Yeah. When he didn't play, when he was not hurt, no visible injuries, none of that. He was 4 0. He won two games before the bye, he won two games after the bye. Every game where he had something wrong. Whether it be calf, elbow, a lot of people say, oh, well, the offense is, you know, well, look, okay, we were not protecting him with the running game, right? We yeah. were doing none of that. We were not protecting him with running. We were in that one in five stretch. We were often one-dimensional early. We were often, often under pressure early. Something that did not happen in 2021. Heck, something that didn't happen in 2020. Teams didn't pressure us that much in 2020. We just couldn't block. We, we just couldn't block normal rushing. You didn't have to blitz us then. Yeah. You didn't have you didn't have to blitz us in 2021. Early, because you realize, okay, that doesn't work. We can't blitz them. They're hitting all these big plays, right? Yeah. We became a big play machine in 2021. You know why? Because we wasn't back in the shotgun. Our quarterback wasn't injured. We wasn't stacking the offense because we ran the football with power. Do we need to run the ball out of this, out of this shotgun guy? That'd be some odd JP run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. If there is a back from 2020 to now that can run out of shotgun, it was him. It was that guy. Why? I don't know why. But I'm just saying. And all I don't I know why he runs that well. I have no idea. But it also goes into saying that probably 
it wouldn't surprise me if this coming draft, they probably went ahead and drafted a, a, a Joe Mixon replacement. Okay, but he has to be... He has to be sort of a one-cut-and-go guy. He has to be a one-cut-and-go. This hole or that one? Not a bounce to the outside guy. We already got a guy that can go to this one. Not a quick water bug guy. We already got that guy. Trivia Williams. If we choose to use him. Yeah, we really don't use him. I know we don't. Not a receiver guy sur- out of the backfield. Which, which is- I'm surprised that they. I'm surprised he's still on the roster. Give him, a, let him go, and go to a team that maybe I, I, I don't know. That's might what, actually I, use him. Not a re- receiver out of the backfield, which is probably Chris Evans. But, well, I digress. But offensively, you know, you, you mentioned the line. Do you like? And I, I'm going to mention the offensive line too. Yeah, because I'm going to throw it out. I'm definitely going to throw it to you. You mentioned the type so, of runs that we're running. I agree with you. Like for instance, on the offensive line, you got Frank Pollock. Frank Pollock is the run game coordinator. I'm going to be honest. Like I like Frank Pollock, and I think he's a good offensive line coach. On the other hand, I'm not sure that run game coordinator is his thing. Do I think he'll be fired? No, I don't think so. I think he's. <clears throat> I think he will be. He will return as part of the coaching staff next year. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you tell me what you think. Do you agree or disagree? I, I agree. I think he returns. I do think, though, maybe he. I think maybe we need to just have him just be the offensive line coach. And maybe see what the running backs coach, which uh, would be, could do as the run game coordinator. Because I think the wide, I think that wide zone running, running, their wide zone running schemes just. And feel free to interject if I'm if I'm missing anything or if I maybe miss maybe not explaining something fully. Typically, if you're going to run a wide zone running attack, typically you have to have, what is it, two things? There's a couple things. There's a couple things you need. One thing, your offensive line cannot look like what our offensive line. They have to be more athletic than that. They have to be a hell of a lot more athletic. And guess what? It probably should be under center. And yes, that was the (laughs) other thing. You took it right out of my mouth. Guess what used to happen? We ran about a Joe Hunter to center. He's I a think, one cut and go back. I think to run everything out of shotgun. Do I have an issue with running out of shotgun? No. no if you or, want it, when it works. Or. When it or, works, I have no or, issue with it. Okay. If Joe doesn't like under center, he's still running out of the pistol. He's still center. Again. The same guy. The same, same damn thing. That's also fine. I'm trying not to say GD, but periodically. What do you say? Not not because Jimmy gets on me. My boy Jimmy gets on me every time I say GD. Wow, wow. Jimmy gets on you. About anything. About anything. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That could be a whole other podcast. But I get what you're saying. That's my damn podcast. No, no, no. Listen. Jimmy gets on you about stuff. I can get on Jimmy about every damn thing, but I don't. It's fine. Okay, that, that's just deal. But anyway, right. going on, going, we we're, we're progressing forward. Yes. Why if, 
if we're determined to make the wide zone running running schemes work, we have to do so. We, we, we could still keep the shotgun in, mm-hmm. but we might want to, like you said, we might want to switch up to maybe doing a pistol. Truthfully, I don't think with the likes of Ted Karras, Orlando Brown, Alex Kappa, Cordell Volson, and Jonah Williams, if Jonah Williams stays with the team, which will eventually go into another uh, segment of the show, uh, I don't know that Jonah is the... Uh, I don't know that... Part of me wonders if Jonah will be here next year. Because I think Jonah's... I still think Jonah's taking it to heart on the fact that he got replaced at left tackle by Orlando Brown. And he want, he wanted it he wanted to truly be a left tackle. Although he was average at left tackle. He wasn't horrible. Uh, he was average. Heaven for me it. He was like Hold on. What would you say? Mid tier average or below average? Twelve. Twelve what? Twelve. Thirteen in what is the, what is that? Sure. He was not top 10. He wasn't 20. He's in that 12 to the 15 range. Yeah. No, tw- 15 to 11. Which is fine. Yeah. We just got a top 10 tackle. Left tackle. So, of course you move. What are you talking about? It's called <laughs> shut the hell up. Hold on. Like, oh, wait. You think T. Higgins would be mad if we got Justin Jefferson? He's still in there. Hey, Jack. He can be mad only once. He can. But I mean the fuck, fuck, fucking a, fucking a. You got, but see, you can't. But like I said, that goes that sticks within what I'm saying. We need to breathe breathe new life into this into this offense as a whole, because can Zach in the yeah can't. But I think in all. Do we like in your opinion? Do we do we fire Brian Callahan? No, I don't don't think. But if we bring in, but if we bring in somebody, like say for instance, say we bring on an offensive consultant that says to Brian, says, "Hey Brian, A, B, C, and D, you do extremely well in." You're you're top of the class in, but A, B, C, and D, but E, F, G, and H, you absolutely stink at. This is what's holding the offense back. Okay, would would he and Coach Taylor, because Taylor has to absolutely be sitting on this because you called plays. Yeah. So it's kind of your fault too. Yeah. Okay, we're kind of actually kind of actually talking to you, Coach Taylor. This, 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 and, this and, Zach, and, I mean, and Zach, don't take this personally. I mean, this is just this is our observations as fans and season ticket holders that this is what we see. That, like for instance, to say a couple of things that you feel that that is really great about this offense that you feel like you wouldn't change for anything. And then say a couple things that you feel like, oh well, maybe we need to change this. Our 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 let's see, our intermediate passing game. I wouldn't actually change that. Our short passing game sucks. 
right. our, our long passing game, it has decreased because of lack of running. Yeah. Because we're not running the football, because we're running these wide zones out of set, which don't work. Which it don't at work. this point, which at working. this point, I would say, and, you're, and you tell me if I'm wrong for saying this, the only way you're going to make that make that work, you would have to cut everybody, cut everybody, or trade everybody on the offensive line and completely retool everything. You're probably going to suck for a year, but. With that, after that year, you're gonna suck running the football for a year. But after that year, there's a good chance you could easily bounce back. Well, look, here's the deal: running wide zone. Okay. So now we're gonna run wide zone. You can't do it with three wide receivers. It's not gonna work. That's yeah, right. Two not, wide not receivers the, and a tight end. Not the way you went to. But I'm just saying, you'd have to run over two wide receivers and a tight end. Or a fullback, which Yeah, and then probably... Yeah. Ironically, would put you under center, because that makes more sense. But, you know, I mean, look at... Well, but you could, you look, could look run... At, look, at, look at Houston, Texas, right? Right? Yeah. Look, look at the way they ran the wide zone in 2011, 12, 13. Yeah. That's the way you run wide zone. But you also had an extremely athletic... Uh, athletic uh, running back in Arian Foster. Sure, but I mean, no. Mixon is equally. I'm equally not saying talented. that he's not. He's equally just... as talented. It just he, they didn't run out of the damn shotgun. Okay, they didn't. They didn't run the shit out of the shotgun. They did not. They had match up at quarterback. They did not run the ball to the shotgun. But you also know Matt Shop was a damn game manager. Well, yeah, but yeah, he didn't run out of shotgun. No, I get hardly ever went to the shot. Surprisingly. Yeah. But like, how would you like going forward? And then I think we'll want to transition into defense. Yeah. Um, would you change offensive coordinators? Because I, I, I do think I don't think it'll happen. But I'm I'm also wondering, would they be would Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan be willing and open to the fact that hey, maybe the way we're doing it isn't working for the team? Would we be open to bringing somebody in? Because if you pretty much fired Brian Callahan, you're pretty much retooling the offense at that point. Whoever you bring in. After that, because I think there, I, yeah. if they miss the playoffs, yeah. I think there might be a be a change at, uh, at a position coach or a coordinator. There'll be some. There'll probably be some changes in this though. Do I think we'll miss the playoffs? I don't think so. Don't but know. with the fact that we lost that bullshit loss Who to knows? the uh, to the Steelers, both of them, both <laughs> losses were complete bullshit. Both of them. You do have you do have to consider that option. You do have to consider that. That's why I'm, that that's why I'm considering this in the first place. These two games against that team, they knew they knew what we were gonna do. When normally we're just better than them at doing. Yeah. They not only know what we're gonna do, we know what they're gonna do. We normally execute better. Than what we did those two games. Yeah. Those are the two worst executed games of the year. 
But Cleveland, I think what's good. Cleveland game was an anomaly. That that doesn't I won't even count that. That was weather and health and all everything was going on. Yeah, everything, everything It wasn't even execution. Because they didn't do shit offensively Cleveland did. Didn't do shit. But they scored some points. We got down there with this one. But uh Right, because we played a better team in Baltimore, right? You're not wrong. And it was 27-21. Okay? Yes, you're so, not wrong. So, so, say what you want. Two weeks later after that, after the, uh, one week, right? Yeah. After the debacle, we played a better team in the Ravens. And two for now, back and forth, slugfest, all the way to the end. There you go. That's the team that, that, that we should have, despite Joe being hurt. You're not wrong. So, I think, because obviously, and we'll cover this in the uh, pregame for the uh, Chiefs, but like I said, we, if we would, if, this, if these next two games don't go any, don't have at least a positive outcome or anywhere close to a positive outcome, I do think that. Uh, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some changes, I think, regardless, potentially. Well, changes sometimes need to be made when... Because I think... Circumstances are And I think I think with how the team has performed this year, I do think it, this is beginning to call for it. Or would you disagree? We've been up and down injuries again. You know, we, we haven't been able to... We haven't been able to fight... And navigate our way through the tough schedule a third time. We did it at the end of the year in 2021. We did it in the middle of the year last year. We did it for a little while. We had a stretch there. And then we fell off. And yeah. then we chose injury. Everybody thought, well, it's me. Oh my God, chips falling. Sky's falling. We came and hit, hit lightning, one, three in a row. Yeah. Then now uh, fall back to earth last week. And then. And still within a grass way, perhaps. But we have to win these last two and potentially have have a team, well, a team or two, you know. But I could go over that too. That's another episode. But anyway, final thoughts on offense. Uh, I say at this point, depending on the result of these next two games and how much yeah I said depending on the result of these next two games and what we what we potentially whether or not we get in the playoffs and how far I think that it's either going to be a coordinator it's either going to be potentially Brian Callahan might be looking at a, at a potential switch or I think they at least look at bringing in an outside, an outside, an outsider, an experienced outsider, whether that's a coordinate, a past coordinator, or bringing in, say, a former head coach that maybe has ties to the team. That yeah, you get you get where I'm going. You, you get overall where I'm going with it. Just to offer an outside perspective, maybe see. We can freshen some things up. Me personally, no matter what happens, you're all for it. No matter what outcome, this this is gonna happen. 
Well, not to happen because everybody's in the car for and, and anyone that can see outside looking in could see the cracks. Even when we were 100% healthy and we went on a run. Yeah. I still saw glimpses of this play call in every game. So in other words, in other words, every game. And that's why I said we, we, but this is where we're getting, this is where we're getting at that there need, we need to either, it may not even totally 100% be Zach giving up play calling, maybe offering an outside perspective to maybe give better game, in-game awareness or something of that sort. Because sometimes if right. you have another coach that comes in and says, looks at tape with, looks at tape with the current coaching staff and says, yeah. "Hey, on this play, here's how they're coming out. You're seeing this. You've got safeties playing. You've got you've got eight in the box, and you decide you want to run it. Why didn't you just go ahead? That would have been a perfect opportunity to hit one over the top and get Chase or get T in stride and get a big gain on that." Or at least they put eight in the box. You don't run into the eighth guy. Yeah, but you don't run into the eighth guy. But you're seeing stupid shit like that start to pop up. Just don't run the ball into the eighth guy. But you get, but you get what I'm saying. There's stupid shit, a lot of stupid shit like that that pops up, and you're sitting there going, "What the fuck?" (laughs) And (laughs) I'm never mad if they sneak up an eighth guy. I'm only mad when you run it. Right into them. Right into their damn lap. I'm like, they want you to run the ball right here. You then, did anyway. Why? You scripted it. You thought they they knew you were coming into this. If they knew, hey, they know, hey, Nixon's gonna take the A gap on this play. Nixon likes to take the A gap, and you go as soon as that ball snap, Nixon goes right to the A gap. There's a linebacker or possibly a safety right there to meet him. You know, sometimes, even when we're going good, I will give the other defensive coordinators, the other players on defense, I will give them their due. Yeah. When they just make a great play. Or they were just smart enough to say, hey, this was my responsibility. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to gamble here and make this play. But... If I can see it at home, if I can see it from the stands, you know, I question sometimes how come they can't see it from the sideline. No, and the press time. That's all. That's all it is. But I, That's but all. there's things that even us, we're couch, we're pretty much couch coaches. Sure. For the most part. Sure. But there's even stuff that we see, and you and I will look at when we're at the games. We'll look, sit there and look at each other like, did he just do what I think he did? And I'm just yelling, no! <laughs> don't do that! Like, for the love of God, you mammy fucker, don't do that! <laughs> and I mean, okay, look, you need to just do away with our trick plays for a little while. You're not working. And that's the other thing, too. Ain't Zach, that's the other I didn't thing. want to Zach, bring it up. Brian, we like you. We don't dislike you. We I, like you. Hold on. But stop running goddamn trick plays. They I, don't work. I'm not going to like you like you if you keep running them plays. If you keep running those plays, I'm never going like to call for your head. I don't want to do that. There is only one coach in history of our franchise that I never gave a shit and ran anything you want. Sam Weiss. You're damn right. Because 
Eight out of ten times he ran this shit, it, it worked. worked. It worked. <laughs> I don't give a damn what weird fucking crazy he had play. Most time he ran this shit worked. It worked. We didn't know when, where, what the fuck. Chinese fire drill. But the shit works. I never knew when or what the fuck. What the fuck was that? It works. Oh shit! That's why I love. That's why I love. That's why I love you, pal. <laughs> the shit worked. It was always the right timing, and it's timing thing. And I think that's. But that also falls back to in-game awareness. You have to have a certain awareness of saying, "Oh, okay, well." Hell, look at look at fucking Doug Peterson in the fucking Super Bowl against the Patriots when they ran the Philly special. He yeah. picked the fucking perfect moment to do uh, it. It, it, was it was timing. Timing plays. Timing when it comes to coaching and calling plays. Certain plays, it's a matter of timing. If you're down by a certain amount of points, or say, hey, you got a chance. Oh, okay, well, might be able to get a fucking quick score before the half. Oh, hey, let's run this, and then boom. But we've talked long enough on the offense. We're gonna transition over and we're gonna go ahead and talk defense because there's some interesting. I, again, like we've said, there's. I think there needs to be a fresh coat of paint. Maybe try to freshen up because obviously it's looking like we're gonna have Ryan Callahan and we're gonna have Lou Anaruma for another year. Which Lou Anaruma, I'm fine with having. We'll we'll get to what I what myself and Will think are the struggles in that area. So, without further ado, we're gonna transition into the next segment of the show. segment of the show where you might hear both of us get pissed off about some things. And yes, I kept, apparently, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, once in a while we say some bad words or curse words or however way you choose to put it. So, if the kids are up and if you put this, if you decide you want your kids to listen to this, please be advised that apparently some, once in a blue moon, there's going to be some words that are going to be said that might not be favorable by either of us. So, oh. without further ado... Here are some of those words now. <laughs> <laughs> in, in order, right? All right. In, no, no, all right. So, no, no, no. Defense, defense. Defense. <laughs> in your opinion, sir, because you look at how the defense has ran the last two years. Yeah. Lou Anarumo came here in 2019. Didn't quite have the guys in that he wanted, so it showed for a little bit where there were some struggles. There were some clear struggles. What? Yeah. <laughs> clear struggles. Twenty twenty one. No, we suck. <laughs> yeah, no, we we definitely no. did. No, we suck. But Whatever. like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, we were, were our worst years. But sure, that's okay. Uh, getting back to what we're getting back to it that when we had. The, but 2021, we get, we acquire guys like, 2020, we acquire guys like DJ Reader, Logan Wilson. Uh, 2021, we get guys like Cheeto, we, Mike Hilton, 
Trey Hendrickson. And then suddenly there's a mad, there's a huge paradigm shift from being a bottom ranked defense to being ranked as a legit legit defense legitly good defense. This year it's been rather shaky. The and it showed it's been the uh, the defense has been rather up and down. Okay. Just like the offense. Here we go. Here, here. Uh, you want my take on this? No, that's where I'm gonna get right. I'm, okay. So let me finish the finish the uh, synopsis. So mm-hmm. where I'm gonna ask you, Will, mm-hmm. because you've seen guys like oh yeah, I almost forgot Von Bell too was added to that. Well, okay. Von Bell. Von Bell. Since then, you've had two Some two leaders in the secondary leave mm-hmm. in Jesse Bates and Von Bell. We have some addition by subtraction this one. Yeah, but that, that that's neither here that's neither here nor there. But getting to getting to the point. You, you there's a lot of angry fans, and I think a lot of fans feel now. At first, we were all a lot of fans. At first, all the the whole fan base stood united, saying that we all were prepared for Jesse Bates to leave. Jesse Bates left. We all thought Javon was going to be back. Apparently, he wasn't. To sum it all up, in your opinion, because secondary has been one of the prime struggles. I think last year we had a hard time getting to the quarterback, but I think this year we've done better. I think we still struggled with stopping the run to a, to an extent, but as far as like getting to the quarterback, we've been better from what I've seen, but what 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 are some takeaways that you see in where the defense has struggled? Okay, this is pretty easy. And uh, none of this stuff will involve any player that's not on our team. Okay. Because they got nothing to do with them. Yeah. Nothing. So it wouldn't matter if they were on the team or not. It, w- it would not make any difference. Okay. You know why defense struggles? Why? One, time of possession. Time of possession. Can't lose a time possession battle uh, two thirds of, uh, of the year, which we have. Yeah. You go look that up in every game. Look at the first five games of the year. Pretty we can, evident. We cannot allow an opposing team three of the first four games to damn near rush 40 fucking times. You're not wrong. Cleveland, Baltimore, Tennessee. Look it up. There. Look. I. I. I don't think I've ever seen that in Bengals history. Not that I've seen. And I'm agreeing with you. So. I'm like, you can you can just start the downward down trend there. Okay? Two. Here we go. Injuries, key times. We had key, we've had key games where we're missing key guys on defense. Cam Taylor Britt. Cam Taylor Although Britt. he's coming back this week. Sure, but, you know. Sure. Sure. Honestly, I think this year the right. de- defense has been more affected by injuries than the offense has. Or would you disagree on that? Well, well I'm, a, I'm I'm only gonna say no because up until you're saying no as in you disagree. No, I'm I'm gonna disagree. Okay, no, because true. the key guy got hurt, which there's nothing nobody can do about that, even though he still plays. I'm just saying, although that was like the worst injury that we got with Joe being out. 
the fact that he's not the fact that he was playing hurt didn't help either. No, I get that, but I'm just saying that, the fact that, that, that Joe's that, that's is not, not in there, that's like the main key injury on offense. I'm talking about we've been more affected but, on but, defense. But that affected the defense, him not being. Him not playing I get what you're the saying. way we needed okay. him to play. I get what you're saying, because with him, with him, with the calf, and then later on the wrist, yeah. having to have Jake Brown again, yeah. which Jake, don't get me wrong, he's not done he's terrible. Fine. He's played service. He's been serviceable. He's he been. I would almost say more than serviceable. I ain't got no issue with you. Yeah, I ain't got no issue with him for real. No, I you. don't. I, I can't. I can't. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I put it this way. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get rid of Joe for him. Got but, me but, fucked but, up. But 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 we're talking about defense here. So let, let, anyway. okay, let, let, let's look it up in there. First key domino to get hurt, Sam Hubbard. Drew. That hurts. Yeah, because he, was, he people, was gone. I think he was gone in the Texans game. That hurt more people thought. Yeah. That hurt more people thought. Him being gone. Then, the next guy to get hurt right after that was Cheetah. Banged up, anyway. Well, Cheetah's been, been, been boogered up more than anything. He's been playing, but it, you can, it ain't. He's, been, but you he's can almost just, playing hurt, which is not good. Yeah. He's out there. He's trying his best. He's not where he used to be. I don't think he's ever going to get back there. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'd hope to be wrong, and he gets back to full health and full. That would be a bonus. All right, here, here, here we go. Here we go. The switch is safety. Did it help right away? Actually, no, it didn't. Not at first it didn't. It was a Baltimore game. They made the switch. I was okay with that. It was fine. It didn't help. Not against them. Didn't help against me. Didn't help against them. Didn't help. Okay. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Talk so about switching from Nick Scott to Jordan Battle. Yep. That was not the game to do it, in my view. I think that should have still. I think it should have still happened. It just shouldn't happen. I don't think it should happen in that game. I don't think that wasn't that, that wasn't when that needed to be taking place. In my view. No, I'm not disagreeing okay, with you. Okay. Then you know. Then then the Cam Taylor brain injury. Yeah. Which bled into now DJ Reader's and DJ Ivy. Although DJ Ivy, DJ Ivy played great in the one game he played a lot. He played fine. He was here. Yeah, and he was gone. Yeah, as quick as he was here. Damn, it was a great flat. Fucking, if he never plays another game, I swear he played good that game. Oh yeah, he played good that game. It was here. It was here. Good to see him here. But uh, so you add all that up, right? You add all that in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, struggles. Yeah. Still the key, the still the, the key games. I started to notice more so than any other year. The Cleveland game we held in tough, even though we had the ball. The Baltimore game we held in tough, even though we had the ball. Well, are you sure about the Cleveland game? Because we got our fucking asses handed. No, they they said it was twenty-seven to three. We didn't score. Fact that moved the ball. Joe had 82 yards passing, right? For the whole game? Yeah. But we didn't score any points in the red zone. We got down there three times. Which made Which, there you go. It, did they really dominate us when he would just not play Because he was hurt. That's when I knew, wait a minute, something's wrong. He's hurt. Something's wrong. He's still hurt. And, and something's wrong. Something is wrong with him. We got to change the game plan up totally. We can't run the shit. That we can't run the shit quite the way we can't run the shit the way they run. Yeah. 
By the time we got to Tennessee, I'm like, well, no, something's wrong. And we can't keep not moving the ball the way we're supposed to. And that's the first game where the defense, they really just, they, 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 then they set, folded. Yeah. They, 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 they've never folded against Tennessee. Physical play in all the four Basically, games. Yeah. We, that was the first time I say, nope, we are wearing them down. That's not good. We need to possess the ball longer. Yeah. Because they stopped tackling, which doesn't that, that was the first of a few games where we just didn't tackle Nowhere near where we supposed to. Tennessee game. Houston game. Right? Yeah. Right? Fucking uh, shit for a little while there. For a little while. First Pittsburgh game. Yeah. At first, we, at first, you know. First. In fucking base. But then when we didn't score points. And we didn't need, I said, I said that. We don't need 17, 20 points. I said that at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I remember. I said that. Yeah, that second half, that. they wore us down. They wore us down. We stopped wanting to tackle them. Then we start getting back to playing. All right, let's play quicker. Let, let's get some points on the board earlier. Yeah. That's how we ripped off those three wins. The game against Arizona, remember the game, the first game against Arizona came out firing. Oh, yeah. Well, we scored the first touchdown. When we scored the first touchdown, we've not lost a game. Still, we did it again this year where we just come out, we get that first touchdown. Because our first drive have been really good. Yeah. The majority of all the games. The majority of them have been pretty good, pretty well called, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I not just sure. don't understand where's the aggressive runs after that first couple drives. Those, those, those runs are usually well, well crafted. Well thought out, maybe they're scripted. You know. So no. And, and the same thing with defense is like, all right, we're able to stop certain runs early in the game. But the team say, you know what, we're gonna go back to this. They're not they're not physically, you know. We're wearing them down, man. We're wearing them down. Now we can come at them a little more. Yeah. Cause early, you know, you don't run the ball right at us though. Not no. Oh yeah, no, no, not, not question. Not early, no. Not with the big human in there. But now he's out. We saw that a little bit in the game against Pittsburgh. But we, we, we didn't allow them to steamroll early. No. Uh, they killed us in the past game, especially. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, we missed some tackles. Which also, leads, which also leads into where I'm getting ready to say right we now. Here pretty we much we the secondary, I think, has been a little bit of an issue because you got mostly, you got almost a whole new crew. It's basically mostly rookies, mostly rookies and first year guys, first and second year guys. I think, and feel free to, if you wanted to add on to this, in my opinion, I think with the secondary, I think this is just going to be a product of, 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 of one year. I think the next year, I think it'll be a lot better. Because I could ask people this, but uh, do you agree? With, but do you agree with what I'm saying? Well, well sure, sure. Or just I, I ask people this: Do you really think Von Bell and Jesse Bates covered up lose a lot of loss. the a lot of the mistakes that were being that you see are being made be made now? Because if they did, they certainly didn't make the amount of plays that you know. Some of these guys are would, would cover up what I'm seeing right now, but also you have to consider maybe they did, maybe uh, 
they weren't trying to challenge them deep. Because Von Bell and Jesse Bates were quite the tandem. You you do have to consider that. Sure. They're both really smart. They're both physically... <laughs> they're both physically never going to be what they used to be. Really? <sighs> They'll never be what they used to be. Neither one of them. Neither one of them. They're well, both well past their prime physically. Yes. I will say that. Yes. Are they a very smart duo? Yes, they are. Very smart. Very smart. But we have pretty good cornerback health as well. But I'm just saying. We have good cornerback health. I'm just health saying the secondary as, as well is mostly all new people. Sure. You got your two, you got I mean, your two second year guys in Dax Hill and Cam Taylor Britt. Otherwise, DJ Ivy's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, DJ Turner's a rookie. Yeah. And then you got like a couple veterans like Jalen Davis, but. Mostly it's like all new. Mostly it's all. Occasionally here and there. But mostly it's all new guys. Mike Kellen's the same. And Cheetah's the same. Sort of. He's sort of the same. Actually, no. Neither one of them are the same. Needs to be. They're not the same. But you're starting to see some. You're starting to see some wear on Mike. On Mike Hilton. As much as I love Mike. But I've been saw wear on Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, I think is. I've I've been saw that. But Mike Hilton, I think is just he's. What's the word I'm looking at? I think they're trying them trying to play him in coverage. His biggest strength was always the fact that he was a hell of a blitzer. Sure, but that's not a good strength on the corner. You're blitzing. It's a good strength when, you know, you well, make, but look at Mega Fitzpatrick and guys behind you. But you also, well, but Mega I mean, Fitzpatrick was a damn good blitzer, too. Sure, but he covers up when you blitz. You know, it's different. Where Mike, you know he's coming. Well, no, look. Plus, <laughs> when they do blitz, it's zone behind it. It's not zone behind it when we blitz. True. It's man behind it, which means you got to be right. Why the fuck? That's another thing. Why the fuck are we running man when we're fucking, when, if you're blitzing, you typically play zone? Well, I mean, if you're going to blitz, look, that's when, okay, look, if you got Jesse Bates in the ball, then you do blitz. You can blitz a little more often without zone behind it. I do get that. I, I understand that. I, I get that. I get that. If you have your full complement in the secondary, like we're supposed to, right? Yeah. I don't think we're having this argument at all. I don't think we. I don't think we're even talking about it. Early in the year, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see Cleveland and Baltimore and, and the Rams and, and, and Titans. And I didn't see these guys challenging our secondary like that early. We had Cam Taylor, Britt, and Turner, and Ouzier. Hilton and, and we had everybody there. They they weren't they weren't challenging us like that. You know why? We had the full complement and we had fucking two safeties running around, showing their speed. You know, maybe in, in experience. Yeah. But, you know, Dax Hill and and, and, and you know, Dax Hill and Scott. They got to combine what six years in the league. Yeah. You know, both both Bates and Von Bell both been in the league longer than that. I get it. I understand it. You know, folks will see that Jesse Bates having this phenomenal year, right? But on a fucking not the great, not a great team. That he's so on. you're the best defender on a bad defense. That means you have to make more tackles than you normally should. Yeah. Okay, we got 117 tackles here for safety. I'm just saying. Like hell, look at Jalen Petrie. Petrie's. Had kind of a quiet yep. year. Yeah, kind of quiet, you know. 
they start getting a little better guys defensively around him, which is what you're supposed to do. Your free safety should not be your leading tackler. He shouldn't. He should not. He should not be leading tackler. Which lets you know. I think a large part of the struggles this year, I think in certain areas, defensive line, I think it's just been part pass rush. Yeah. Part injury and secondary. But people having to be in different spots. Right? Yeah. Did we ever think that Turner would be the number one corner at any point? No. No. He was never supposed to be. Right? No, he wasn't. He's never was supposed to be. But, you know, that cast out. And last time I checked, when Cam Taylor was in there, he was playing well. Nobody mentioned Jesse Bates, right? Yeah. I mean, he had four fucking interceptions, right? Nobody was talking about, you know, and and, 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 and Dax Hill had three, and he had four. No one was talking about Jesse Bates' in, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. But Cam Taylor's out, which does stress your secondary and your best corners out. We know we had it already happened once, right? With Cheetah being out, right? We had this happen already. It's can you withstand it? Long period of time. Yeah. Which we we've never had this much shuffling in the secondary, right? No, no, we this, haven't. This is the first time where those guys in and which out. Is, which guys is why, which yeah. is why I'm saying between the combination of. Injuries in the second injuries period on the defense. Yes, because the D line's been also banged up pretty good. I think probably the healthiest posi- healthiest position group probably has been the linebackers. Sure, but uh, sure, if you really look at it from a whole, but also, uh, but like I said, and, and, and we're not playing all three of them, which is concerning me now a little bit. Well, not playing uh, Keem Davis Gaither. When he's healthy, I don't understand why he's not playing. Yeah. Like, last game, I, I I could not figure out why he was not out there. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't listening on the injury uh, report. He played. He played in the game. Played. Didn't play no, enough, though. In other words, in other play words enough, certain though. game situations, they didn't have him out there when he probably should have been out there. He didn't play enough. I don't think he's played enough. Outside of, uh, hmm. he played, played, he played a little bit against Steelers the first time. I thought he should have played more that game, too. Yeah. And then in the beginning of the year, I definitely thought he should have played. But he had that knee injury. I know. That was keeping him. Yep, yep. But uh, when he was healthy, I thought he should have played. Yeah. No No matter what. No matter what you say and what people like about this. No, nope. Nope. I think going forward, and I think pretty, but do you think, and I think also too, bringing in, I do think bringing in an outside source, like hell, you could probably call Coach Zim and see if he can maybe yeah. maybe offer some outside perspective yeah. and maybe kind of breathe some new life into the defense. But I think. Kind of similar. Yeah, cause yeah, cause Zim and uh, Lou Anarumo kind of have a similar yeah, thought pattern, cause they like they favor their pass rushers and they favor their uh, very corners. Very what was that? They're very similar. Zim likes to heat you up sometimes, you know. 
He likes to bring everybody to the line of scrimmage. And we don't know what's coming. And I don't, no one knows who's coming. I don't know. He doesn't know. Listen by few. I love it. Yeah. Was in other words, all right, who wants to take the gap? We're putting it. everyone at the line of scrimmage. What are you going to do about it? And then he rushes four guys. I'm like, what the fuck? That was great. And the next, he put the whole world at the line of scrimmage, and he rushed nobody. Well, I'm just saying. And then the next time he rushes everybody, I'm like, holy shit. But fuck. I'm just saying, that's an example of what you could do. Sure. Bringing in a guy like, say, Zim, sure. or say, even bringing in a guy like, uh, if, if. Vic Fangio wasn't with the Dolphins. Eh, Fangio would have been an example of maybe bringing it in as sure, a consultant, yeah. but <laughs> so unfortunately, good. he's already been picked up by the Dolphins. He would have been my top candidate, but yeah, but yeah, because yeah, Fangio would turn around and draw some blitz packages that would be like, oh my god, how did they fucking? You want to know who I would love to see them turn around and do? Like get rapping guys. You want to know who I would love to see them get if? Uh, the possibility was there. Mm-hmm. Bring a goddamn fucking Wade Phillips out of Wade Phillips out of the accent. Uh, uh, what? You, wow. Well, because <laughs> think about it. He <laughs> he is the one who created the overload blitz. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that created the overload blitz. Wade Phillips is. Uh... But am I wrong? He is the master of the overload blitz. Sure. But bringing in a guy like that to kind of offer offer up some some of his expertise. <laughs> but yeah, bringing in a guy like that to maybe offer up some uh, some of his expertise. Yeah. Well, plus you know, here's like the, him, Sam. The, uh, the biggest key. The biggest keys. Hell, if they don't turn around and keep. Uh, Antonio Pierce as the head coach, maybe bringing oh, in Antonio he, Pierce. Yeah, I think he got a very good shot of being a coach. <laughs> I think he's going to end up being the head yeah, coach myself. Very good shot of being a coach. He, he got the temperament of being a coach. He's working well. But, um, like, but I'm just saying that's just an example of it's what. Just, it's just like, okay, look. You got to know your personnel. You have to know your personnel. Right, you kind of get an idea what these guys can do, what they can't do. Especially going against like, gee, like certain weaponry. Yeah. Certain certain guys who you know. I mean, if I could tell, I, I could tell right away. Most times, what kind of what what kind of offense we're facing against each week to week. Yeah. You know, I understand Kansas offense for the most part. I understand. I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, cause they and, and, and they're, they're, they're going to take their deep shots too. By the way, coming up in this game, they're going to take their deep shots coming up. In this game. But, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, they don't have any and this and that and this that and the other." No, 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 no. They're, like you let's said, not really be fooled. Like you said, they're going to take their deep shots. Throwing the football is what they're going to do. They're going to throw the football. Going through the ball 45 times. 19 to 45. And barely broke 250 yards. What, yeah? Uh, talking about on Christmas Day? Yep. Damn. I know. But the thing is this. <laughs> they're not going to stop throwing the football. Uh, obviously. They don't care. 
They don't care. They don't care. They don't care what it looks like. No, you're not wrong. Got the numbers in front of me. 27 to 44. He had 235 yards. That's a recipe for us winning. That right there. What did Aiden O'Connell throw for? Oh my God, you don't want to know. This is fucking terrible. He was 9 of 21. 60, what the fuck? 62 fucking yards. So hold on, was it all defensive touchdowns? <laughs> like, what the fuck? No. What goddamn fucking. It, it wasn't all defensive touchdowns. What the fuck kind of. They did the one thing. So who got a touchdown to, like on the receivers? None of them. Go for a touchdown. Then how the fuck did Ravens, the Raiders get twenty points? Then? <laughs> Hell of a now. They did run for a hundred and fifty-six yards. So were they all running back? Twenty run, twenty-nine carries, one hundred and fifty-seven. So who scored the touchdowns? Um, I, uh, and. Uh, Field goal, um, fumble recovery, fumble return for a touchdown, and interception for t- uh, two field goals. There we go. Two field goals, a uh, fumble recovery. Yeah, interception for a touchdown and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. And it was a stupid play. It was one of the trick plays that did. So damn. So there was literally no offense whatsoever. Well, no, ain't no kind of Their defense just came in. And just no, no, he sucked. He played a terrible game. There were plays to be made, right? Yeah. He did not make them. <laughs> they would have clearly lost the game if their defense didn't play well. But I just think that it, it was part defense and it was part Mahomes and them not playing well. I think Mahomes didn't play well. Yeah. I will give credit to the Raiders defense. Yes. Yes, I will. But they, they didn't play a normal game. They, 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 they just I don't know. And they were at home, too, which is, <laughs> which you know, the Planet Raiders, a team that they should have put out of the playoffs, actually. Yeah. They did not put them out of the playoffs. They are one game ahead of us. So we need this game for all type of tiebreakers. Yeah. Even though I don't think games with them in Jacksonville won't necessarily matter. So if I'm not mistaken, Dale still they would still get home field match, no matter what. Even though we got the same record and we beat them both. So damn. Not fair. No, that's not. It is what it is. It is what it is. But win more games. But with coach with Coach Lou. Mm-hmm. Do you think because I know some people are concerned that maybe he's lost touch a little bit? I think it's just I think Lou. Lou, I think it's more or less new personnel, new player personnel. Jesus. A lot of a lot of key injuries. Mm-hmm. All the things I mentioned. I think next year, like you said, you and I both said that next year. I think, barring no any catastrophic shit, that next year will be a lot better defensively. What? A year full of health will it always show. It always show. Because some guys, you know, some guys, you got to be like Belichick. You got to move them on when it's time. Yeah. And which is why I do wonder if. Not that they can't play. You just got to move them on because you need other guys to play more. Period. Which I think is kind of what 
I'm, I know a lot of people are worried that that's what's going to happen with DJ Reader. It's going to be out for a while, but we need to, you know, kind of treat him as such. And then, yeah, you mentioned a couple of people who you I, thought, I definitely thought would uh, Oh, I definitely mentioned a, mentioned a fit here. I mentioned a fit at the game we were at, and he was there. But that guy be a fit right now. And do, do, do tell the... Uh, no, 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 no. Podcast crowd, who do you think? Am I, am I supposed to tell people? Not like I, would say I, I thought we were going to have a whole episode on it. Well, but you could tell them now, and then should, when we do oh. when we do a whole episode, when we do our free agency, uh, who we oh, like to uh, see. Well, okay. Well, free I, agency. Well I, well, I said Grover Stewart from the Indianapolis Colts is a perfect replacement. Yeah. Perfect. And he's a free agent. You know? And, uh, how old is Grover Stewart? Um, he's definitely not very old. I can check on that, even though I'm supposed to already know, right? Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Right. Well, I already know this. That's like I'm looking it up too. I got you. I got. Well, look, he's obviously oh no, thirty years wear. old. So oh, See? he's yeah, he's right at the. Uh, okay. He's right at the tipping point where the Bengals typically don't usually sign past. Uh, so if they did do anything with him, they'd probably sign him for a year. Need to be two. And then draft his replacement. They said he couldn't draft his replacement and draft and get him. He could do both. We needed to do both anyway. No matter what. We needed to do this anyway. Right? Because the big human is a free agent. And I think we don't know this. We should have already done this. Now. Let's, let's, let's continue. So, linebackers, where are you at on that? Do they not need to be replaced? I do think that there needs to be a... Uh, they need to be reshuffled. When you say reshuffled, where, where are you? Make sure, just to make sure we're on the same page. They need to be used slightly differently. Because they're playing a lot, right? Yeah. They're actually playing too much. <laughs> They're both always out there. Well, but you know. And they both have strengths and weaknesses that teams are playing. What you know, what you know, uh, when Pratt signed, he before, when Pratt was getting ready to be a free agent, mm-hmm. he was talking about how he didn't want to sit. He wanted to be on, out there on third down. That's fine. But Akeem gave his day there. Gave they better cover linebacker to you, and we all know it. Yeah. Matter of fact, he's a better cover linebacker than Logan Wilson. But, you know, okay. I understand it. There are better linebackers than you that come off the field on third down. Yeah. There are better linebackers than you, Pratt. They come off the field. So they, they, it's because it's not about you, it's about team. the team. And no, I'm not going to take you off all the time on third down. No, 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 no. no. So there'd be some third downs where, hey, they're like, hey, yeah, Brad, get off the field. One off, get to cover that guy. Because sometimes it's a cover that guy type of, you know, down there. Go cover that guy. No, Logan Wilson, do not want you covering Warren out the backfield. No, we don't. You saw what he did, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He did not do that. But Gator covered him in the first game. He covered him. Perfectly twice. 
on the screen, no game. Out of the backfield, also a catch and no game. Yeah. He is equally as fast, equally as quick. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why, like, no, do you put him out there every time? No. Not every time. But when they're going to isolate, which I know they're going to do, because they didn't do it as much the first game. So, of course, the second game around, you kind of know this is going to happen. Yeah, in some past situations, do I, I, I typically, like, like, as a play caller, do I typically drop the strong safety down and, 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 and lurk in the middle? Yeah, I do it a lot. Yeah? I do it an awful lot. An all, I mean, an awful lot. An awful lot, because remember what I said in this league. This league now, your better quarterbacks, your top five quarterbacks, make those throws in the windows in the middle of the field. And you're not wrong. And that's why some of these guys have 64, 5, 6, 7, up to 70 percent Yeah. Oh, it's not because they're making those hard throws on the outside. No, 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 no. Those are the hardest throws. They're making the ones in the middle of the field. In the middle of the field is where, checking the short, where we're getting killed at. Right checking now. the short underneath the linebackers. And if linebackers have too much play action, then they're getting in behind her from the safety. Now... Let me throw this out there to you, because one thing where we where we weren't getting, feel free to interject if if I'm missing anything or if I'm I'm wrong on something. Would it be safe to say that last year we weren't when the defense was on the field we weren't getting killed across the middle as much? Um, we were not getting killed. No, we were not. We we're getting beat on the outside. If it was done, get beat. So. If he was gonna get beat, he was gonna beat on the outside. So, and it was because just, because we had we had one corner on the outside who was a rookie, and we had one corner on the outside who was I, I would dare say a um, not a not not a total liability, but not as aggressive a corner as we got now. About Eli Apple. I'm not missing his name. He does not need to be mentioned. You mention it. Don't don't do that. I just said I don't give a shit. And he got Mike Hilton diminishing ability to cover. It's diminished a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Well, we don't have that now, you know, because, you know, we have a diminished Cheetah, diminished Mike Hilton, a rookie, learning this ropester. He's a turner, having to be the number one. And hopefully we'll get, get our number one back here this weekend, uh, Britt. Yeah. Let's take all the tough matchups and put everybody else in position. No, you're not wrong. I do think, though, and I think you would even agree with this, that with that being said, since you meant, since when I mentioned that, you did agree with me on that, that I do think that the big thing that we're going to have to do this offseason, we are going to have to... Because I do wonder if maybe it might, if maybe... I don't know what they're going to do with Nick Scott, if they're going to try to keep him, or what What would the dead cap be, or anything of that sort. But I do wonder if... Anybody good on special teams, you don't really want to just True. True. But I think they might restructure his contract, because he's got two more years, if I'm not mistaken. It's fine. Just use him the way he's supposed to be used. 
Another one playing at special teams. It's perfectly fine for him to come in on third and over seven. Play goddamn safety. Nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong playing battlefield some last scrimmage. Desperation here. He is so, very, very good, very smart around. But you know you can't play Dax everywhere without Nick Scott out there, right? Yeah. Can't do that. So that makes you, and you know with battle out there, that means you know you can only play Dax in certain spots. So then with that being said, primarily if they're gonna go across the middle, which typically the two the only positions that typically go across the middle are the tight ends, the slot receiver, and maybe and occasionally, a, occasionally a running back. I mean occasionally a wide receiver comes across, but you know. That's where, you know, you don't want your safeties out of position, right? Where they can't make the tackle. Yeah. Like in the Pittsburgh game. He was out of position because he actually was not playing free safety. Dax was not. What, is he playing corner? He was coming up as they were throwing the ball. Okay. And Turner... Let him get across him, right? Yeah. And Fred was not quite fast enough to get his hand on. Yeah. So. I mean, then, he, there wasn't nobody else back there at that point. Not right everybody else. No, I get that. Somebody else. So. So, you tell me, is there anything that you think that anything or anybody that you th- any Potential reasons why we would bring in an outside source for for the defense. I mean, like, where where did you see our biggest weaknesses? Because we pretty much said whether where the biggest weaknesses were on the offense. Well, defensively, I mean, we we tend to sometimes play a little too soft early in the game. And then the Lou adjusts. He plays a little more aggressive. And, you know, they play a little tighter defense. And, yeah. You know, depending on where we're ahead or behind, and that's where we start getting tricky. With our, you know, we have the blitz corners and, you know, occasional blitz linebackers. We don't do nearly as much as we should. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, look. So if, if, if Nick's got Jordan Battle, and Dax Hill. Right? Yeah. Are they better man coverage or better zone coverage? So we got to figure out which one they are. I just kind of get the feeling it seems you know? like it seems like I think Lou's not even quite sure where's where's uh, where uh, Dax and where Nick kind of fit into the scheme. Or any of the or any of the or, or Jordan Battle. I think Nick's gotten and, and that kind of could be interchangeable. They could kind but of I think they're also, but I think he's also trying to figure out where guys like DJ Turner, yeah, DJ Turner fit in, shit like that. Because Tur- Turner is that backside corner. In other words, he was basically the Eli Apple. Sure, but a lot faster. Yes, and and, and can play a lot more aggressive. Not covering the best receiver. That's the problem. But you put him on the. He best has to cover the best receiver. Not even that. It's just he has to be more careful, and he can't gamble. He can't gamble as much. 
and, and some of the better, you know, some of the better receivers, it does not matter that you're faster than them. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. They can get open. But you being faster than them, they can. So, yeah, no. I mean, he's a rookie, so, you know. Comes the time. Like, Kevin Taylor Britt over his rookie year, then over, you know. And looks like, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now, we just received a bit of awesome, awesome news. You ready to hear it? Sure. Sorry. Uh, looks as though, just came across X just now. Not to get, not intentionally trying to get away from uh, our current topic, but it looks as though Willie Anderson, our legendary right tackle for the team, is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, Big Willie, if you are listening from a former lineman who always tried to model his, his game after you, I congratulate you, sir, and we will definitely, most certainly, keep all our prayers and hopes of you getting in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it is definitely very much deserved from someone of yourself. But back on topic, as you were, as you left off, sir. Where was it? Yeah, because Willie's a, you know, was a pretty big part of my football uh, football fandom as well. Yeah, no, I get that. But uh, we were talking, we were talking about secondary, sir. Yeah, Yeah, we were talking about the secondary. Well, okay. This is what happens when you got a lot of young pieces in the secondary. Yeah. We had a more experienced secondary, right? We could do different things. Yeah. So man. I don't know how much I don't know how much better we were at doing it, man. Personally, with our older secondary that we had last year. Yeah. I thought we were better man than we were zone. But I mean I also thought that the rest of the defense played better in zone. So, than no, what they are right now. You're not wrong. So, I, I just don't. I just don't think the defense as a whole is playing as well in zone coverage. I, I think as not a whole, I think every, I think all the position groups aren't working in unison with each other. Yeah, think, we have it at times. There's times. No, there's been times that they have. No, but I just think it's been. I just not think it's whole. been. It's been too inconsistent. <clears throat> yeah, well. But that has to do with all the rest of the, the things we talked about. Oh, of course. Secondary so. wise, I mean, look, we went all balls to the ball and came after guys all, all year long. I mean, would the numbers be a little less? Probably. Oh yeah. They probably would, but just think about it. So some of these touchdowns we've given up. So no, well, no, I understand. I definitely understand. So we're time score and and and. So, time is score dependent. Okay. So, with that being said, uh, did you have any other final thoughts that you wanted to add on that? Well, yeah, I, actually, I do. Actually, I do. Okay. I'm glad I was able to. We were able to do these two 
these two two episodes here off in the deep end. Well, yeah, well, exactly. It's one episode. But I mean, well, you know, one, two, two, one, two one episode. Part, two, uh, two part, two uh, part episode. Yeah. Because to me, in, in the end, they all, con- they actually are connected. They're connected just like a team is connected. Right? Yeah. Because you just, just think about how deflating it is for the offense to take the ball down on the first drive, right, and not score. Oh, yeah. No, that goes without saying. And get down, I mean, get down within the 20-yard line. And not score touchdowns. Just think about how many first games went down and not scored. Yeah. Even though it took the ball first drive, moved it right down the field, and did not score a touchdown. Had all the momentum in the world. You send the defense back out there because special teams have been special teams have been rock solid. Outside of about a hand, about maybe, I don't know what, seven, eight, seven, eight weird looking punts. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> And I think three and three or four of those just got a good bounce, by the way. So I take three or four of those off of there. Because the bounce was just so lucky. It worked out in the end. So, no. No, you're not wrong. Those, actually, those are all awesome points. And the quarterback play has not been terrible this year. Despite everything that you that you may think. Yeah. Right? You put it all together. We just need the quarterback. We don't need it. Like, for instance, when Jake, Brown took, Jake Browning took over, we didn't need him to be a world beater. We just needed him to play at a good, adequate football. He played better than that. Yes. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. But as always, first off, me and Will want to say thank you to all of you that continue to always listen to the show and tune in weekly. Both of us had time, had more time because we, because right now we still work our respective jobs that we had time we wanted to do a bonus episode so first off we thank you guys for always tuning in and we also for any of you on there because we look at the analytics as well we we get a lot of listens but not not everybody's subscribing army or following so for those of you that are listening and aren't subscribed if you like what we're doing Please, please, please give us a follow. That helps us get put out to more Bengals fans that want to listen to this pod that want to listen to this podcast and gets us noticed more. Helps the algorithm push us out further. So if you could do that, we greatly appreciate it. Also, too, make sure you guys are giving comments. Good, bad, good bad or indifferent any constructive feedback or if you have an idea for a topic for a future show leave it in the comments we want to hear it we definitely do because that's gonna help us get better that's gonna help us be able to try to cater to what you all want to hear want to talk about when it comes to our Cincinnati Bengals so also follow the Facebook page We're working on trying to get more stuff out to you on the Facebook page. So if you guys are listening, make sure you look for the Rule the Jungle podcast Facebook page. And then, is there anything you wanted to add, sir? No, I don't have anything to add. So, (laughs) with that being said... Yeah, so with that being said, we want to wish you guys a 
Merry belated Christmas, a happy new year, because we're hitting New Year's is just around the corner. And we will be back Friday for the Kansas City Chiefs pregame podcast. We might, I don't know if you want to do another one tomorrow, but we might possibly do another one tomorrow. Me and Will will talk about that and see what see what we decide on. But with that being said, you guys, who do, we give you guys a big who day. Enjoy your new year. Enjoy the holidays with your family and friends. And we will, if we don't see you tomorrow, we will see you Friday for the for the Chiefs podcast. Who day? Have a good day, guys.